All right, we have Coach Wilson Harvey on the podcast this evening. Coach, welcome to the podcast. Hey, it's great to be here, Coach Davis, and it's great to have you on board here with the Buccaneers this year, man. Oh, that's right, man. Hey, go Bucks! Absolutely, man. It's this is this is exciting for sure. I mean, to have a guy like to be able to work with a guy like yourself, this is this is awesome. Well, I'm excited to work with you too. We've heard great things, and I know we've we've had some good talks here. So, thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. If you don't mind, please give the listener a little background about yourself, then we'll we'll go from there. Absolutely. So uh, I am from your new arch rival, Lewis County. Oh, man. <laughs> Born and raised over there 20 minutes down the road from here in Buchanan. Um, and I played football there for Freddie Vincent. So mm-hmm. when it comes to strength and conditioning, which we're going to talk a lot about today, uh, man, that my, my philosophy comes – pretty, pretty exclusively from that coaching tree. Um, and so, you know, for me, when we look at that, like I started high school about 180 pounds, you know, six foot one, and I finished at about 250, you know, but got a lot mm. fat, went in a four, seven, you know, and, and went on and played a year ball at uh, West Virginia Wesleyan, and then decided to stop focus more on campus ministry and things like that. Uh, but mm. stuck around and helped. Uh, that was back in the days of George Shell there. Um, mm. Of course, I know you did a podcast a while back with Tony Testa. Uh, Tony was the O-line coach. Yeah, yeah. I was playing nose guard against his guys. <laughs> um, yeah. Sweet. So, yeah, it was a good time. Um, and then uh, and uh, played there. You know, I was there, Anthony Leonard. You know, those guys in the weight room were just just powerful influences i mean mm. anthony was coming right off a year with new england and then coach testa was you know i mean just doing some some really good things in there so um and then i went on i got my master's in school counseling at wvu and mm. so now i i um worked a year in northern virginia and then i came here to buchanan where i'm our uh, one of our line coaches work in the weight room and uh I'm our social emotional learning specialist, which is doubt by love. So that's awesome, man. Yeah. You know, coach, coach Eddie's a good friend of both of ours. And, uh, mm-hmm. I think he could still lift the entire weight room at, <laughs> at Buckhannon and Upshur. I really think he could just put all the weight in the bar and just bench press it. I hope he listens to this and he he'll get a chuckle out of that. You know, we, when I was an athlete, one of the, I, I think it's important every now and then to lift with your students, mm-hmm. not all the time. But every now and then your student athletes, it's good to see, like, especially, you know, if you're keeping up with it. And I got that from Coach Vincent because he came into the weight room every now and it'd be just every few months. And he would come in, he'd make a point to say, listen, it's been a few months since I've done anything. He'd just start repping 315 on the bench. (laughs) Just like uh, a few months. It's cool. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure that's exactly what's not going on. I'm sure he's been lifting every day. You know what I mean? Like he's just like the swolger coming in there. Goodness he, gracious. He, I don't know. I think he could be sedentary and stay like the swolger, but <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. So, you know, talk about getting into, you know, strength and conditioning. So like you, you talked about coach Vincent and then talk about how like you you've educated yourself going forward doing that. I, I passed the CSCS many, many years ago. I haven't kept up with it, but like talk about like your education process and kind of how you, you go do that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and for me, it's more informal. So I think being a young guy, I haven't done a lot of the certs and things like that. And so that might be mm-hmm. part of the road ahead for me. 
Um, sure. But a lot of it has been on the ground training for me. And just as I've tinkered and I've learned things as I've went. Um, so I started with Coach Vincent, who's a disciple of the Bigger, Faster, Stronger program, um, and, and learned a lot from that. And then, you know, Dustin Coger, who's the head coach at Lewis County now and does a great job over there. Um, added some of his touches back then when he was the defensive coordinator and weight room supervisor. Uh, and so for me, a lot of it came just from my own experience as a player. Cause we had, mm-hmm. I mean, if you, at Lewis back at that, in that time, I graduated in 13, my senior year, I think we had 10 guys benching over 275, probably oh, more than that over four or five on the squat rack. And so, a lot of it's just saying, listen, that works, <laughs> you know, and yeah, how, how can we take that and replicate it? Um, and then there's little fine points I added in. I said, Coach Testa had, you know, a great program there at Wesleyan. And so I took some pieces of that and, and, and tweak and modify, um, you know, in some ways to really um, make sure that our athletes are getting trained and, and shocked in the right way. And then I think some of it, too, I like to blend in. I've got this background in, in counseling and, and sort of psychology and psychoeducation. And so I think when I look at competition, I look at coaching style, I can blend some of that stuff in as well. Um, so that's awesome. Talk about, you said you're the social emotional coordinator at Buckingham Upshire High School. Talk about, talk about that a little bit. That's really interesting. I've never heard of anybody that, that does that. Yeah, no. So that that's a lot of why I came back to this area. I love this place. I love this town. And mm. that job, Coach Vincent and I had talked a lot about it. He was still the principal at the time when it was posted. And um, it, it's a very, um, it, it's focused on creating a trauma invested and trauma informed school system. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and at our school, I, I'm kind of a counselor, but I'm a counselor who gets to focus a lot on mental mm-hmm. health. And so this year, there's been a lot of crisis response, right? And so we've had situations come up. And so it's dealing with anything from, you know, my boyfriend or girlfriend just broke up with me to, you know, I'm dealing with these issues around, you know, whether it be uh, grades or it could be all the way up to suicidality. Um, and sadly, more often than you think. Uh, mm. that, so a lot of what that'll look like, I think, as we move forward and some of those COVID effects start, they'll, they'll be with us, but they'll wear off is that's going to be a lot of kind of proactive mental health. And so next mm. year, I think we'll get a lot of uh, psychotherapy type of groups off the ground, um, psychoeducational lessons, teaching kids mm. about how they can control their thoughts and control their feelings, mm-hmm. you know, those sorts mm-hmm. of things and things that I think can be really valuable from a football standpoint too. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Games, critical. Yeah. And I would imagine the weight room could help with that too. You know, you're like, you're trying to teach them how to discipline themselves and, and things of that nature as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it, it's, so much of what we do in the weight room and from that standpoint comes from this idea. I want to teach kids how to discipline themselves, but sometimes I want to teach them how to put the hammer down too. Mm. A lot of football players have this, I'm my biggest critic mentality. And that, listen, it's great to have this idea. We talk in counseling about the critical parent and how you're of self. And so I always look inward and I'm saying, how can I, 
get better. That's great. But a lot of times we'll find that young guys, especially, but this goes in college and pro ball too, will look at themselves and say, what am I doing wrong? Kevin Elko works with Alabama's football team. You and I have talked about uh, mm-hmm. Dr. Elko, and he went through the same program at WVU that I did, actually. And he talks about how, guys, you know, you don't want to focus on pulling weeds and getting rid of the bad stuff. If you're fixing your lawn, you want to plant grass. Mm-hmm. And that's a big tenet of sort of how I coach in, both on the field and in the weight room is it's trying to get guys to see, listen, let's do more of the right thing. Mm-hmm. And then you'll start doing less of the wrong things naturally because it's yeah, <laughs> so much room. You know? Yeah. I mean, if you, if you're doing the right things, like you said, you, you got all the, the grass, so to speak, there's not much room for the, the weeds and the, and that kind of stuff. It's like when the, in the weight room, I think I've experienced a couple of different types of people. Like I've experienced a guy that's, you know, like the screamer, the yeller, you know, I've experienced, or I've experienced a guy that like puts the workout on the board and like goes in the coach's office and sits down and eats Cheetos, you know? So like I've, I've experienced your weight, your weight room and you are neither of those. So talk about like your kind of, how do you manage the weight room? Cause then a high school that can be difficult. Cause it's not like you have lifting groups, you don't have a bunch of GAs in there. So you're trying to manage kids and then also try to help them get stronger and quicker and more explosive and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. So I, I think I should add that that harkens back to my philosophy. I, I love Ohio State. I love the program they've got. Mickey Mariotti's got an amazing strength program up there. And I borrow some things from that. I went back, I went to camps there when Coach Meyer was the head coach. And mm. I borrow a lot from some of their just sort of psychological principles. But one thing I don't borrow much from is the the yelling kind of environment. And there's nothing wrong with that style of coaching. Nothing at all. Mm-hmm. There's a place for it. I think, you know, for me, what I try to do, it's more of a, a Scott, a great thing that I heard Scott Frost say once, Nebraska, doesn't yell at his players. He can find a way to get them to perceive mm-hmm. his, his mood and his, where he's at without using that kind of tone you know it can be a look it can be this and that and so there, there's times obviously in the weight room where you got to yell you got it because listen somebody's going to get hurt if you don't get their attention right away mm-hmm. but most frequently i'm looking at things listen how can i build these guys up how can i reinforce them doing the right things and so it's a very you know, it, it's not the sitting back and eating Cheetos, first of all. Um, <laughs> um, and if you're doing that, and if you're doing that, I, I just, I, I, I pray for you and I, I hope that no one gets hurt. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt. As with high school guys, listen, you're working with guys and, and we got a large padre of eighth graders who are coming up to us right now mm-hmm. and they're still learning the basics. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it it's dangerous. And I've seen injuries in a college weight room, even when you're supervising guys. So when you're working with these young adolescents who are prone to mess around and prone to, you, you've got to be active and you've got to be very kind of, you know, in, in, not in their face, but sort of in the drills. And there's a lot mm-hmm. of what you teach going on, uh, especially when it comes to squats and cleans and lifts like that. You know, uh, making sure that form is 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 done right, making sure that um, because, again, you, you can 
you can sit back and some guys are going to get strong, but what mm-hmm. you miss there is you miss guys who could become key, mm-hmm. key players for you who could mm-hmm. become, you know, um, powerful guys. You know, mm-hmm. I think about, you know, me as an athlete, I would have been a decent player if I hadn't had the guidance that I got from coach Vincent in the weight room, but I was only a very good or better player, you know, because I had that weight Mm -hmm. program, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you, man. I I mean, if you, I know you won't believe this, but I used to bench press like 400 pounds, like back in the day, day when I actually was like a football player, uh, Uh not a nerdy looking science teacher. Um, But you know, (laughs) like, but like you were saying the weight room, I get develops a lot of things, you know, obviously physically, emotionally, um, being able to get those kids to push past what they think they can do. I would love for you to talk about, you know, some guys, I think there's different philosophies. Like some guys want to put like American Mariotti back in the Florida days. Like they were doing these ridiculous workouts. I mean, like the St. Valentine's day massacre, all that stuff. And there's other people that are more scientific. Talk about your approach a little bit, like with your programming for your, your weight room. You know, first and foremost, I mean, there, there is a science to it. And part of that is you mm-hmm. can't do the same thing, especially when we're training athletes, right? You can't do mm-hmm. the same thing over and over because your body's going to get used to it. Now, mm-hmm. me as an old dude who's out here at 25, almost 26 <laughs> years young, you know, <laughs> I'm sitting here. I know I'm not old, but I, I just like to say it. Um, older than I used to be. And, you know, I, I sit here and I can do heavy sets all the time and but our young guys are trying to train they're trying to be athletes they're trying to move and so what mm-hmm. we try to do with them is we're looking at that general and it's it's not it's nothing too fancy or complicated but it's phasing right so we'll go from we just did maxes the other week and you were there for that and so now mm-hmm. we've rolled back to sets of four by ten for our core lifts and so we're working through that and we'll work our way back down as the summer comes along into a period mm-hmm. where we're at kind of a peak strength as we're adding in and phasing and conditioning mm-hmm. um, and plyometrics um, by the time the summer's over and we're able to be mm-hmm. ready to max again. I look at kind of a two, two and a half month window in between maxes at, at the least. And so that's an important component of how we, we phase things in. Um, I, and I, I'll add this here too. I think it's really important. The weight room, and I, I know this sounds like a given, but I've heard some gurus talk about this idea of the weight room as a place for, um, you know, just, more or less just to avoid injuries. And that's true. But the weight room, especially in this area and the state, this is where you win games, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, yeah. we're, we're phasing in and we're doing these things in order to make our team bigger and faster and stronger than our opponents. Um, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, we don't, there's going to be teams out there that are going to be more talented than we are, but if we're stronger than they are and we build that speed and those things, that's mm-hmm. going to create results on the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, it's it's and it also builds leadership which is another part at this part of the year we're expecting to see leaders start to emerge and we're seeing that so we're fortunate to um you know because it's it's kind of that trial by fire Mm -hmm. uh, especially when it comes to our our post lift activities 
Sure. That's <laughs> awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. I was, it's, you, it's interesting. You said that I was listening to a guy that's at like a major D one school. He was talking about our biggest job is to keep them injury free. And I'm thinking to myself, well, you recruited a division one guy. So yes. And he's on scholarship. I totally understand that. So he already has some abilities that mm -hmm. got him to there. So, but I think in high school, obviously you don't want to hurt them, but you probably should, you need to push a little more because you're trying to develop a, maybe a below average athlete into an average athlete. What are your thoughts on that? I showed up at Wesleyan um, and I, I, I'm a clumsy guy, Coach Davis. <laughs> I mean, I, I tell when people ask why I play football, I say it's because it was the only sport where I could fall down and take people with me. And that's there you been, go. Right. But <laughs> when I showed up at Wesleyan, what helped me, you know, in that year that I played and I got a chance, I got, you know, several reps as a freshman at nose guard. And then I ended up starting on our kickoff team as the year went on, which was a very funny anomaly from nose guard to yeah, team. Um, but I, but again, but that was because of the weight room, right? I'm a big guy, but I run a four, seven at that point. And so it's mm -hmm. a, I mean, it, it's a, it's a matter of, I got to college and was instantly the strongest guy at that program, not because of me being naturally mm -hmm. stronger than those guys, but because I came from a great weight program. And mm -hmm. so if we're trying to train guys who want to play at the next level and you're not putting emphasis on the weight program, I mean, mm -hmm. you're, you're doing them a disservice. You know, these guys, I'm, I'm telling you, if they came in and they lifted weights and busted their tails in the weight room in high school, I wouldn't have stood a chance. Because yeah. they would they would have had that same level of strength, but it, there are always going to be guys who come in who don't have that. And mm -hmm. so, if you can do that, you're going to put yourself ahead now, but you're going to put your players ahead later, mm -hmm. uh, and that's critical. Man, coach, that's beautiful. Coach, as we we land this plane here, I would love for some wisdom for some young coaches just trying to get into the profession, into the strength coaching profession. What are some tips they can have as they start to start on that journey? Yeah. So the first thing I would say is when you start, make it fun. And that doesn't mean that you go in there and it's loose and relaxed all the time. Like football can be intense. The weight room needs to be intense sometimes. But on Fridays, we have fun day. Awesome. So we play dodgeball or we play ultimate football or we do something, you know, we've talked about, although it's kind of complex, the variables, you know, bringing in a PlayStation and playing Madden after we lift because mm -hmm. Fridays are hard days to attract people. Right. So mm -hmm. we, but, but think of how can I, cause these are high school guys, right. And mm -hmm. we're not paying them to do this. They're not getting mm -hmm. their college paid for because they're doing, maybe eventually they might. So right. that's a big one. And I would also say, you know, make sure that your energy is infused into what you're doing. You know, you don't mm -hmm. want to come into the weight room and just think, man, like I'm like, you've got to come in. If you're a young guy, you can use that to your ability. If you're, if you've got, you know, if you're an older guy and you got wisdom, but you want to get into this, you can use that too, but come in. And, and if you can do stuff alongside your players, do that. Like <laughs> one of my yeah. favorite things Last year, when I first started here, um, you know, we were running uh, half gassers and 
I, I am not in any kind of cardiovascular shape, <laughs> but we went out and I, I started running and I challenged our receivers. Listen, like, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a challenge. And, and, and some of those guys smoked me and some of them were there, but it was a good, it was a really good kind of competitive nature. And so hmm. you want your athletes to really have to, you know, to really be able to see you're in it with them in the thick of it. And so that's mm -hmm. a big thing. And the third thing is to make it competitive. Yeah, no doubt. You are building a program. You want your guys to, to want to win. And mm -hmm. so I love this coach Leonard, um, who I believe he's now up at IUP coaching the D line and they have an amazing program up there. Um, mm -hmm. But when he was at Wesleyan, he would come into the weight room. I don't do it quite this way because, again, high school is a little different, but I take some of the principles of this. He would come in and he would take a group of what he sort of saw as, you know, the elite guys in that weight room, the guys who were really busting it. He would take them off to the side. They would do things differently, but at the end, they would do a competition. And so mm -hmm. what we would do in that is like, he'd have us see, okay, who's going to get the most pull-ups? Who's going to get the most push-ups? Who's going to do that? And it, was, it wasn't all scientific. It was just meant to foster mm -hmm. that kind of mentality. And I'll tell you, we do that and we try to make it a little more fun, um, you know, in, in that sense. But, but guys, I love that in college. It was fun, even though it was intense, mm -hmm. you know? I'm sitting there competing with our starting linebacker, Mike Savage, you know, I'm telling him, listen, man, you're 30 pounds lighter than me, but I'm going to get, I'm going to get more push-ups than you because that's just how it is. Yeah. Uh, and if he's listening to this, I hope he knows I'm still going to find a way to get more push-ups than him. Absolutely, man. That's it. That's, that's awesome, man. Coach, that's fantastic. Coach, thank you for coming on. I was late. I appreciate your wisdom and I'll see you Thursday when we get, get rocking and rolling. I'm excited coach. Thanks so much. Appreciate you. Thank you.